Hi there, and welcome to the first episode of the Pint-Sized Podcast, where you and I are going to answer your questions about WordPress and websites. I'm your host, Kelly Wise of Pint-Sized Sites. That's right, this is the Pint-Sized Podcast. It used to be the WordPress Help Twins Podcast, but my twin sister, Leslie, Well, she has other commitments and they're not going to leave her with the time to keep podcasting. So rest assured that the executive producers, Sonny and Scout, and I all miss her a lot and we wish her the very best and good fortune in her next endeavors. So much like the WordPress Help Twins, I'm going to be keeping this podcast centered on WordPress, but there are going to be loads of general website goodness too, because... WordPress is a means to a website, and it's not the end goal for most of you. Now, I know that most of you listening are small business owners, and you're using your website to attract the right kind of clients, give them the information they need, and really and truly, you're using your website to make money. And that's what I use my website for. So what I'd like you to do is I'd like you to start thinking about your website as an employee. A lot of you just treat it like, well, you know, it's a flyer, you build it, and it's done. But your website really is an employee. Now, the best thing about the website employee is it's never going to leave a mess in the break room, and it's not going to steal your lunch out of the refrigerator, and it's not going to waste time, you know, surfing porn or watching YouTube videos at the office. The worst thing about a website employee is it's lazy. It's not very productive. You have to make it work. That means that you are going to have to invest some of your time in your website. So like any employee that you have on your payroll, your website needs to be pulling its own weight. So what does that have to do with WordPress? Well, pretty much everything actually. See, when I started designing websites for clients, I was using regular old HTML and CSS files. And that's, for those of you who don't know, that's the basic language of the web. Now, in order to edit the files, I would need a text editor and an FTP, a file transfer program, to upload the new files. Download the old files, edit them, upload them, right? Clients had to contact me to tell me that they wanted, you know, little tweaks done. They would have to send me their new text and their new photos. Um, They'd have to wait for a break in my schedule and wait for me to make the changes, um, wait for me to tell them that the changes were done, to go and review them. Then they would review them and send me any tweaks they wanted done. And then I would, you know, they'd have to wait for me to make the tweaks and tell them, hey, go check the tweaks. And you can see that it was a lot of back and forth and it was really tedious. And a lot of times, a lot of what I was editing was just really little stuff like fixing typos or updating their hours between summer and winter, or maybe changing the text, you know, adding a new employee, whatever. And it was very tedious for me. It was tedious for them. And it was also very expensive for them because all of that time back and forth is money to me right? Answering their emails, doing the work, um, having the conversations is all billable time. And yeah, it's income for me to do that. But strangely, I would really rather forgo that income 
because it really is just tedious, tedious work. And I would really rather empower my clients to make those kind of edits and make those kind of updates all by themselves. And that's where WordPress comes in. Because when I discovered WordPress uh, so many years ago now, um, it allowed me to create the websites for my clients that they could then go in and edit and they could go in and tweak and they didn't have to know HTML or CSS because with WordPress, it just looks like a Word document or you know a text editing document. So I could take care of all of the heavy stuff, the, the installation of WordPress and the setup and the design. Um, and then they could go in and blog, they could change their hours, they could update their menu of services, and they can fix their own typos. And that leaves me free to go in and do the bigger work that's more engaging for me as a designer and save themselves an awful lot of money in hiring me to do that. Plus, the turnaround time on those edits was like really quick because if a client found a typo, they could go in and fix the typo by right then. If they had a holiday special, they didn't have to schedule that with me in advance so that I would have that opening ready for them. Um, they could just go into their website, put up that they were having a big, you know, um, summer special and be done with it. Um, the stuff was right there, right taken care of. So with WordPress, it allows the business owner to not have to learn web design to keep their website updated. And when you keep the website updated, you're letting the website work, right? The website has the information that your clients want. Um, it has specials. It's out there promoting your business. It's finally starting to lift, you know, to, to pull its own weight. And WordPress became my preferred platform and that's software platform on which to do all of this. But there are other platforms that you can use that you can build your website on as an alternative to WordPress. Now there are a lot of them out there, but the most common ones while I'm recording this are Wix, Weebly and Squarespace. And there are dozens more, so you know you're you're free to go and check those out. Um, but the big three right now that um, I've seen that uh, I've I've had people ask me about, and then I've done a little research on are Wix, Weebly, and Squarespace. And there are pros and cons to each of these. But the one thing that you, as a business owner, that I really want you to insist on when you are evaluating a platform to build your website on is you have to insist on website portability. What that means is, can you move your website to another host easily, or are you locked in to that solution? Okay, so as, as a business owner, you know, you have to understand that your, your website is a business asset, just like any equipment you might have, uh, any uh, signage you might have. If you, you know, if you don't own that stuff, if you can't move it to a new location, you know, it's, it's not a really good deal for you as a business owner. So your website is one of your main marketing um, outlets. So you have to be able to 
move that wherever you need it. Um, you need to be able to change it and update it with the times because you're going to be in business a long time, aren't you? Yes, not a long, not a long. Okay, so WordPress and there's both the .com and the .org versions are both very portable. And just to clarify, the .org is what I call a self-hosted version. What that means is that the WordPress software is available from wordpress.org where you can download that from and then you install it on web hosting that you pay for like SiteGround or Bluehost or GoDaddy. WordPress.com is actually hosted by WordPress and you don't have to do any of the installation. They take care of all of that. So I have moved .com sites to self-hosted sites uh, several times for um, a variety of different clients. And that's usually when they have sort of, when they feel like they've outgrown the .com or they want their own uh, design or they want some specific plugins. And with WordPress.com, you are limited on the themes available to what they provide and um, you can't install plugins. So they basically take care of all of that. It limits your flexibility, but um, it's also a lot faster to set up and it's, you know, they take care of all the maintenance. So I've moved stuff from .com to a self-hosted site. And the only hiccups I've ever really had were with some images. You know, some images didn't make the, the move and they kept linking back to the .com site. Um, but, you know, those, those little hiccups were pretty minor. The rest of the stuff, the pages and the posts, the uh, transfer went really well. Now, Weebly... Weebly can be self-hosted on some web hosts, not all of them. Um, I, I checked with uh, the team at GoDaddy and you cannot host a Weebly site on GoDaddy. Um, and I mentioned that because GoDaddy is so incredibly popular. But I do know that there are other hosts out there that will uh, allow you to install Weebly. Um, or you can host the website on Weebly itself. Now Wix and Squarespace are they have to be hosted with those companies. That means that the software, the Wix software and the Squarespace software is installed on their computers, their servers, and you can't install it anywhere else. And that means that you, if you have a website that's been created on Wix or Squarespace, it's always gonna have to be on Wix or Squarespace. Um, exporting them to something like WordPress or Joomla or Weebly is going to be impossible to do automatically. It's basically going to require that you do everything manually, which is cut and paste, or that you build the thing all over from scratch. So the thing to keep in mind then is with a company like Wix and Squarespace, while they might be going great guns now, what's going to happen in a few years if um, those companies go out of business or if they have um, problems with their service? If they go out of business or they have problems with their service, you lose your website. So make sure that you don't get married into a, a solution that, you know, will lose your entire website because the company hosting it can't do business. Um, when it comes to Weebly, again, now you can, you can start with putting your website on Weebly itself and 
you can move it um, to a self-hosted site, but it isn't easy and it isn't automatic and it's not simple at all. Um, there's no automated export import function. Um, you can archive a lot of the site content, but it won't archive your blog posts if you've been using Weebly to blog. So the posts won't transfer. So you'll have to copy all of those blog posts and paste them into a document somewhere and save that and then republish all of those blog posts manually on your new site. Um, you'll lose a lot of your data and a lot of the work that goes into moving it is going to be manual copying, but at least it can be done. Now, if you're going to convert from Weebly to WordPress, again, there's going to be an awful lot of manual work that goes into it. Um, when you're moving a, a website from WordPress.com to a self-hosted WordPress installation, that goes a lot more simply. There is actually a plugin tool that will export uh, the pages, the posts, and the media into another file, and that you can then import into a WordPress installation in your self-hosted stuff. So you might have to do a little cleanup here and there. And again, like I said, the one, the only hiccups I've ever had with that is around images and some of the media files, uh, they don't get transferred over, but they're linking to the old website. So you might have to go through and clean some of that up. But the rest of the um, uh, export and import process is handled by a couple of software plugins. So it's fairly automated. You click a couple of buttons, you upload the file, and WordPress takes care of the rest. So if um, uh, really the big conclusion here for me, if, if I were starting all over again, I would still go with WordPress because it is the most portable. It My clients can move it to pretty much any web hosting company out there. So if their current web host go, decides to go out of business or if they start having a lot of problems with it, um, they can just simply pick it up and move it to a new hosting company. Um, make sure that whatever solution you pick and, you know, whether it's, if it's not Wix, Weebly, or WordPress, whatever solution you're picking out there, make sure that it is a portable website that you can actually pick it up and move it. Know what the limitations are for that particular company. Are, are you requiring, you know, um, more functionality in plugins than is available on WordPress.com or on Wix or Squarespace or Weebly? So make sure that you understand what the limitations are of the solution you choose. Keep your domain name registration. Um, try and find an external company, a domain name registrar, where you can keep your domain names registered at so that you can make just a couple of small setting changes regardless of where you're hosting it at. Uh, two good registrar companies. The one I use the most is Namecheap, and I will have a link for that. And um, GoDaddy is also a pretty good registrar. I, I don't particularly use them for hosting, but they're great for keeping your domain names on. Um, WordPress is still my top pick um, and 
Weebly comes in as a distant second, and I can't recommend either Wix or Squarespace for a business owner. So um, links to all of these things will be in the show notes and on the website. And that is at pintsizedsites.com. Um, that's it for this episode. I want to thank you all so much for listening. And I hope that you like the new Pint Sized podcast. And we do miss Leslie. Leslie, we love you. Please come back and visit sometime. Um, if you have questions or comments, um, be sure to visit the website at pintsizedsites.com. And there's a area there in the menu for the podcast and that'll get you to the podcast episodes with all of the show notes and the links. You'll also find on the menu a thing, uh, um, an option to ask questions. So there's a form in there where you can, if you've got a WordPress or a website question, just go ahead and click on that um, and send me your question. I would love to hear it. Um, if you've enjoyed this episode, uh, I would love to have you pop on over to iTunes or Stitcher or your podcast service of choice and leave me a review. Uh, that helps people find the podcast and get their questions answers. Five stars would be awesome, but hey, no pressure. Um, okay, so leave whatever you think the podcast is worth. Um, again, leaving a review makes it easier for other people to find the program. So um, I really appreciate you taking the time to come in and listen. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, I'm Kelly Wise, and this is the Pint Sized Podcast.